0: So I was just telling Dan that you and I did a long pre-show today and that at some point you lost track of time, went to get a coffee. But do you remember yesterday after the show while we were doing our stuff that we just kept yelling? And at one point we had like a 25-minute after show yesterday, you and me. Oh, okay. All right. We did. it. Yes. Do you recall this at all? Vaguely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Really? But at some point when you and I were talking about the state of the world... Um, Yes. I thought, why aren't we recording this? This is a show. Should have been recording it. The Humble and Fred After Show. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Well, here we are. (coughs) Here we are. Uh, Everyone's uh, original sound is uh, where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Everything is being live streamed. Let's not mess around uh, because we had made a commitment to start the show when we start the show. So here's Dan Duran.
1: This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from... (laughs)
0: Hold on a second. Dan, Dan stumbled. What is going on, Dan? Uh, it's just, it just makes me laugh. You know, I
1: don't know if you noticed the last little while that Fred has been making sounds. Oh, yeah, when, I noticed. He would have been talking. It's like he's he coughing care. or whatever. And he just <laughs> did whatever he just.
0: What? Took a big slurp of coffee and blew his nose. you hear that? You heard oh, yeah. That. We all heard mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just thought I'd. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, right, I just well, took another right. one. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I say let's start the show, because this is where the sponsors get mentioned. So let's be mm-hmm. at, at least a little respectful. Dan Duran, everybody.
1: This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the Well Cooked Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, from our cottage-like Brampton facility, and from Howard's Kitchen Island next to the coffee maker. And is brought to you by Bodog, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, EVnet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now, here are two men who dream to be overly
0: influential, but don't know why. It's Humble and Fred. Dan Duran. Dan Duran's on a big movie set today. As we found out yesterday, he's still not allowed to talk about it. He can't even talk about it with me. He was having his peanut butter and banana sandwich this morning, and uh, he wanted me to sign an NDA as well. But I said, "Listen, it's it's not that important." Yeah, I said, "I'm not signing nothing."
2: Oh, I can't wait to find out what that is. This big
0: secret, I can't wait. Mm. Mm. Well, you're going to have to. Will you be able to find out today when you go to the set? If tomorrow. i'll i'll ask around and see who i
1: have to talk to about right. i don't know if the team's on site or not
0: but. well we're excited uh we're, like, we're we want to let everyone know that jeff merrick one of the great hockey minds not and a great broadcaster it's not just going to be about hockey talk to jeff about the state of the world see where he's at and uh jeff will uh put everything in perspective uh, the nhl playoffs are underway uh, maybe before, during, I don't know when we're going to talk about the Leafs, and uh, I've got a couple of ideas to uh, maybe, maybe make the team more competitive when it comes to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, Jeff's on at eight. We only got him for fifteen minutes, but oh, I'm sorry. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yes, um, yes. That's we've only got him for fifteen minutes. He's got to do a hit with Sports Net or something.
0: Uh, which is fine. Well, okay. Well, you know, I'm glad you pointed that out because I would. That's good to know because that'll because he because usually we get him at eight fifteen for as long as we want him, but we're going to get him at right. eight. For it says he he has to be free by eight twenty. That's fine.
2: Yeah. So, uh, which is fine. I mean, there's a, not a whole hell of a lot to talk about.
0: Well, with the Leafs, maybe, but uh, there's lots yeah. of stuff to talk. He can maybe uh, mm. talk about some of the other teams that are, are competitive. Well, I want to. I've got a
2: couple of what ifs for him. What ifs. And see what he says.
0: All right. And did, if, you, did you what hear if. what I said? I have a plan. Mm-hmm. I have an idea to make the Leafs more competitive as the, oh, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, great. I do. I can't wait. Well, I want you to. Well, you are going to have to. And in, in the meantime, sign an NDA. <laughs> uh, the, um, I mean, I know we dwell a little bit on the weather, good and bad. But Freddie and I were talking about it before the show yesterday. I went out a couple times with Stan, and it was just on the edge of. Just on the edge of snowing, and then I was out with uh, XGFR last night and uh, was not dressed for the weather. I was trying to be cool and everything on the hoodie and a jacket, and I, we had to walk three or four blocks to the restaurant. And I was like, "Is it is it apparent that I'm freezing?" I bring this up for a couple of reasons to get your reaction, obviously, but there's a uh, another reason as well. Yes. I'm mean, always supposed to ask if you're feeling Well no, but I'm saying do you life? have a reaction to the weather? I'll tell you about my little no. uh research I did. Yeah, it's horrible. Cruel is the word you used yesterday. Yeah. Yes,
2: cruel. And yeah, we were out yesterday afternoon and I had sort of sleet ice pellets hitting me in the face <laughs> while I was returning a uh, you know, a shopping cart to the rack. And what do you do? Like it's just it's just so disappointing. Yeah. But what are you going to do? It's only the weather. That's Listen, right. I could give you half a dozen stories right now of people in plates that we would prefer not to be, you know, in. Yeah.
0: And we're talking about the weather. Uh, you know, people who don't put their carts away. You know, I got a little bit of a thing because there's over here at Sketchy Sobeys, there's two places, there's two rack returns. And the other day there you know, because, you know, it's, if it's it's not that far to walk, but I always wonder about people who have the uh, I don't know what it is where they can just bring their cart over to their car and just drive away. <laughs> and the, the rack return or whatever is just right over here. That tells
2: you something about that person. Exactly. You know, it's the same person that's weaving in and out of uh, traffic and putting everybody else in danger because they only care about themselves. Again, there's those little telltale,s and that is—I believe me, Howard—that is one of them. It's all about me. I've got. I've. I've done my shopping. I've loaded my car. Now I'm leaving. I don't yes. care that if somebody else this 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 uh, the space is compromised, the space is compromised. It could bang into somebody else's yep. car. They don't care. Yep. It's all about them.
0: Hey, listen. If it's if, if you're some elderly person. And you're way, way, way away from the cart. I get it. Fine. Leave it there. I'll go get it. Anyway, that's, that's not what I wanted to say. So there's the, the, I've, I've, the reason I brought up the weather is because I read this yesterday that the Finns have a name for what we're going through right now. It's called Taka, taka Talvi or Taka Talvi. And what it means in Finnish, apparently, is back winter. And this is a this is a real thing in Finland, much like we're experiencing where after a period of nice weather, back winter happens or uh, to t- Taka Talvi. When's back summer coming out? <laughs> and I was wondering, you know, Canadians should have a name for this. Canadians should have there should be a name for what's what we're going through. And mm-hmm. I thought I'd throw it out there. Like, for instance. The Canadian word for this could be suck balls or just this is, you know, this is shit because we're all going
2: through it. You put a lot of thought into that. Not really. I'm just
0: just, just trying to see if you'd like that. Hey, what are we going? Is it suck balls again? Is it suck balls?
2: Yeah, but, you know, it's part. Well, I shouldn't say that because, you know, Dan said it yesterday. We're not far off what the temperature is supposed to be at this time of the year. We get fooled by those little segments of nice weather, but they happen every year, and then it gets shitty again every year. But you and I, you in particular, carry on like it's some new phenomenon. It's
0: oh, yeah. Well, because, you, like you, you know, it's, like, to me, it's all brand new. Cause um,
2: you, <laughs> honestly, I think on my phone it was last year there was snow in May.
0: Oh yeah! Well, like there is everything. By the way, I'm the one that also said April is the big lie. The big lie of April is we think winter's over, but then every year that we have this situation where the course is open, the weather seems nice, and then all of a sudden, the suck balls happens.
2: But then, and then, and then Dan said, when's back summer." We tend to overlook the fact that I think the past few years mm-hmm. we've had exceptional weather well into November.
0: Absolutely, that so would be back summer. Pl-
2: whether this is the climate change or what's ever contributing to that,
0: that's nice. <laughs> no, and I agree. Listen, I've said that that the 33 years I've lived here, we've had some of the best weather every summer for the last three or four years in September and then, October. I'm really only bringing this up so that I could, when kids just say "suck balls" a bunch of times, and that's very mature. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that Canadians would be walking around going, "Hey, is it suck balls again?" As in the weather sucks balls. Uh, Listen, I'm not that overly concerned because... uh, Like, we were
2: golfing well in the November. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, beautiful days. Yes. The switch went, flipped really quickly. But I think it was third week in November, still
0: out on the golf course. No, I I, am just, uh, you know, just trying to reflect the... uh,
2: well, you situation. should appreciate
0: the good. I do sometimes. I oh, know you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I should. I should. I should be more like <laughs> you. I should just live in the moment. <laughs> yeah, in the moment, my like friend. <laughs> that's right. right yeah. Should have. That's refreshing. Oh no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, we mm-hmm. could go back, and I could, if I had the audio retrieval, uh, I could just go back and retrieve a million times. Oh, The weather sucks. I got hit by Slate. I live at sixty-nine Moment Lane. No, it no, That's no. right. Uh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you believe, I don't think you live in 69 anything. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's that. Uh, we have a couple of uh, follow-up emails. Uh, I guess we should do that because now that I realize Jeff's going to be on in about 20 minutes, um, this isn't, I didn't include this in, uh, in the one I sent you and this is not f- the, the one I wanted to pick up, but I, I did get, we both got a message. I'm not sure if you guys saw this or if, uh, Dan was on this string But This was just In in relationship to uh, Or in uh, You were talking about Sharing your friends Our friend Darren's hot dog Yesterday Uh yeah And uh He ate a foot long But he gave you The last eight Which you thought Was interesting Curious You were curious About that And Darren says uh, Go ahead
2: No, no, no. It's just that he offered it to the guys, and I thought it was, you know, a bit of a joke. Hey, who wants to finish my hot dog? And everybody looked at him weird, like, why would we want
0: to do that? And I said, I will. I wanted to see what the hot dog was like, exactly. so I gobbled, I gobbled it down. Mm. Uh, Darren says in this uh, message, you both seem to be a bit perplexed as to why I would pass along the final one-eighth of my foot-long hot dog to Fred during the uh, ball game instead of finishing myself. It wasn't a bit. I had already eaten a regular-sized hot dog when I bought it, so I was literally stuffed. FYI, let's go, Mm-hmm. So that's the explanation. Well, yeah, good. Is
2: it really yeah, a fun one? It really it's it's a foot funny long? he says that. He, It's funny he says that because when Is we first funny? entered the stadium, I saw him break off to a concession and I thought, I bet he's getting a dogger or something because walking up, him and Fred Ball were talking about, you know, blowing, you know, blowing it. They should have had, uh, they should have got a hot dog out on the street because it would be half the price and they didn't and now they were going to have to pay a big ticket. So I thought Darren was getting hot, And then when I saw him with the foot log, I thought, well, wait a minute. I, mean, I thought he just probably, I thought he ate a few minutes ago. So mm. it all makes sense to me now.
0: Um, I, you didn't hear me ask you, was it really a foot long? Are they a foot long? Oh, I don't know. I didn't have a tape measure with me. Did you have, well, if Dan was there, you could have. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it, uh, yeah.
2: it looked like it. It was an extended right. hot dog, so.
0: Fantastic. Whether it qualified as an actual 12 inches, don't know. I, uh, did we talk about this last week? Because I know we were talking about the food at Rogers Center, but somebody told us, or I think it was in an email, maybe it was on Friday, where you're allowed to bring food into the Rogers Center. Yeah, which surprises me. Yeah, me too. And, but not but not alcohol, I'm sure. No, no, no. In fact,
2: uh, you can't... I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You can only bring... Oh, there's rules with that, too, because, you know, vodka can look like water. So they have ways of detecting that as well.
0: How? I mean, if you came in with a bottle of water in your knapsack.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's got to be in a uh, a personal container or something. It can't be like in plastic bottles or something. Okay. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I I think that's. That's good for them to do that, though, because there's a lot of people, you know, scrape money to get, you know, together for the tickets. And then if you can go and have snacks and treats with your kids that you go buy at a reasonable price inside, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's fair.
0: Um, so, Dan, you could bring your own, like, banana, peanut butter banana sandwiches. That would be nice. I could do that. Yeah. Uh, sure. I agree. Yeah. I think it's a good thing because, and, and I don't think there's another professional sport that would let you do that. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't
2: think you can do it at the ACC. Oh no! I mean, you know, somebody's got to pay for that uh, playoff <laughs> machine they've put together.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought we would do this. Uh, you know, we did it yesterday, and it seemed to uh, feel good. And uh, basically, pick out a couple of emails. Hey guys, I know we're gonna do the big email show Friday. But as I mentioned yesterday, a lot of times by the time we get to Friday, whatever we were talking about, the 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 moment's gone. So here's some stuff in response to yesterday's Hi guys.
2: show. Uh, this from uh, Justin Devaranas, I would say. Sure. So you would uh, pronounce that. Uh, if not, I apologize. Uh, pulse 72, blood pressure, uh, slightly elevated, uh, evacuations, don't ask, <laughs> don't tell, uh, gas, stand level five. So. Can
0: we just pause here for a second, though? <laughs> I fucking love yes. that. I love when listeners do that, as I've said to you before. The fact that he lists all the humble and Fred criteria for being alive i just find that i find that very sweet thank you Justin. so am i reading all of this Uh, well read some of it you don't need to read all of it um i mean if you want here's what i would do Uh, why don't you do the fat stuff because the ai stuff we'll do it another time but the uh the fat stuff for for what you said yesterday
2: okay i'll just touch on the ai stuff it's somebody that knows quite a bit and we were talking about being frightened of the future with AI and what it can mean. And he addresses that. So maybe on the Friday show, we will talk about that. Sure. Uh, he says, and now for the lighter side, I can't stop laughing about uh, Tuesday's topic of fat people on airlines. I'm all for two seats for fat people, as long as they pay. In fact, It should be mandatory. I've had some very ugly flights between Toronto and Vancouver stuck, uh, squished in by uh, someone else's uh, spillage. (laughs) It's not pretty when you finally get out of that seat and every muscle is sore and cramped from being crushed in an awkward position. Not to mention you've had uh, extra body heat against you and sometimes someone else's sweat from their rolls is on you. Nasty. But above all, all else, it's a safety issue. Having two people crushed into uh, each other like that cannot be safe. Love you guys. Justin, on DP since
0: 2013.
2: Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, how, who can argue with
0: any of that? I saw a, a little piece this morning before you uh, signed in about how, the, how airlines, Daniel, love this, just how non-ergonomic airline seats are. And this little vignette, I was a couple minute video of somebody who designs seats for a living saying, here are all the reasons you hurt and are sore and they're uncomfortable. But the main one is the backs are so flat, like all the seats that we're sitting in, not Dan, because he's in a kitchen table, but the, the, the chairs you and I are in right now, Fred, have many points of contact on your lumbar spine? Yes, it's the and it's funny. I when I saw this video, it's like that's why airline seats suck for the most part. It's not because they're narrow, it's because they're it's like imagine sitting in that position for three or four or five hours. It did that's why people start to get very uncomfortable. <clears throat>
2: hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole idea of the story that this person, this um, large influencer um thought that it the onus should be on the airline to accommodate you know big people as opposed to mm-hmm. big people having to buy another seat yeah which seems odd um you know, we're all delta, you know, we're all delta hand. And if yours is that you're an extra size person, then like, then, yeah, sorry, you got to buy two seats
0: if that's what it takes. <laughs> well, yeah, at some point it's your responsibility. But I think there, I, again, the reason I point out how poorly designed the seats are, Dan and Fred, is, mm-hmm. you know, there is some, forget the, the, the whale coming onto the plane, but there is something to be said for how poorly they're designed. And that's why most of us sort of feel sore after a flight.
2: You know, I, I don't know how to address that, because I've told you how well I sleep on planes, and I really don't experience that personally. Um Usually, you know, and I've I've often sat in a seat and looked at a large person and go, wow, that's got to be uncomfortable. And then I look at myself in the seat and I think, boy, I fit in this quite nicely. I have
0: well, you're, you're
2: it's a, like a, I'm in a little <laughs> pocket here, and I'm I'm good. You're a, but but you're I understand, you know, everybody's built differently, and sure. how it could cause certain stresses on your body. But unfortunately. I don't experience
0: that. Well, that's just another thing for you to be thankful and grateful for. Hi, guys.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Maybe we should, Hi guys. Have a, Hi guys. should have a... You know those inverted uh, chairs?
0: <clears throat> yes. 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 Moon boots? Yeah. Maybe you know, put those Hanging upside on. down. And hang everybody in the- <laughs> uh <laughs> This one's from our friend uh, Rod Fitchett. Hold on a second. Dan, when you're finished this next segment, just come down. There's a... I'm not sure where that noise is coming from. Is it coming from the furnace or outside? But no, I think that's the uh, the street cleaner. Oh, okay. The, thank you. The big vacuum thing. Ah, uh, good because I was like, I think the furnace is about to explode. <laughs> yeah. um, Rod Fitchett says, uh, "Hi guys. Heart rate sixty nine bpm. Blood oxygen level ninety four percent. Good bowel movements. No urinary issues. Come on. Uh, just one line. He says, just thinking if Howard finally does call Auntie Ruby." Maybe he should ask if she has set a date yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Rod Fitchett, who says, loving you. Loving you, Rod Fitchett.
2: I, I guess that deserves a little explanation, does it not? For those that might not be totally tuned into what that's all about. Go ahead. It was just, you know... Traditionally, you and I can stick our foot in our mouths when we're out and about in social situations. And when we're in San Miguel, uh, our friends, Bill and Ronnie, she had a friend that you had referenced that um, had lung cancer and had decided not to have treatment. She was just (laughs) going to go peacefully. And somehow I misconstrued that to she had picked, you know, euthanasia. So at a dinner table when her name come up I said oh has she picked a date yet meaning she picked a <laughs> yeah, date right. to end her life and it was
0: beautiful it was inappropriate at the time and uh, la 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 <laughs> it was real and I know you feel the same I love when those moments happen to you because I'm like oh that's good this is, oh yeah it's not happening uh, to me <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's the it's fucking glorious. I'm like, oh great, Patterson's on the hot seat. And it's not me. Uh, um, again, I've I have referenced I don't know why I get such mm-hmm. delight out of our listeners who are now listening. Whatever, <laughs> there's several emails Dan where people list their heart rate, their blood oxygen, how they're <laughs> pooping. I'd like to add hours slept to that, but I'm not sure if we can handle that much information because I am sleeping so good. 7.1 last, uh, last night. 7.1. How about you? What does your watch say?
2: Oh, I don't even know. I
0: haven't looked. Like, let me it's, guess. it's not let an me issue guess. for me. I know. Let me guess. Okay, I'm going to guess you had 7.6. Well, I watched the end of the
2: Jays game, so... Oh, for crying out loud. Hold on.
1: I'm having trouble getting it. Maybe we should play some elevator music or something while we're doing it. No,
0: no. This is fascinating.
1: I don't know. (laughs) You don't know. You can't get to sleep. You
0: can't. It's literally the Uh, third uh, menu. I
1: know. I'm scrolling.
0: What
2: can I tell you? Sleep. It's it's not going there.
0: Oh, come on. All right. Well, I'm going to, when you finally figure it out, I'm going to say you're at 7.6. Dan Duran, how was your sleep? I know you've been having some trouble. I was okay. I I, I, I pretty much slept uh, six hours. All right. I'd like you you to have a little bit more. Uh, I was uh, 6.8. 6.8? With 2.1 deep. 2.1 deep? Okay. I was uh, 7.1, 2.0 deep, 5.1 light. Uh, If you guys want to add that to your uh, Humble and Fred uh, checking in uh, uh, list, Dan Duran will not be doing the news today because he's got a big time uh, movie shoot. Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm gonna send you a little extra, and then
0: yeah, appreciate you. Dan. You know what, Dan? We appreciate you.
2: Ah, Is this a one day thing? Or are you gonna be on set for the industry? No, ju- just one day, yeah.
1: Just oh, one, day no, one
0: day. No, the kind of money he makes in a day, there doesn't need to be married. Come on, come on, Dan Aran. Uh Dan will be okay. back tomorrow with the news. Dan Aran, thank you very much. All right, have don't, a good forget day. To put, don't forget to put your peanut butter away. Right, of course. No yes, no. Like that now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I went up there. To get some coffee and he's just sitting there having his breakfast. But like the 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 cupboard doors are just wide open. And I said, you know, I am I admire the faggot cause my brain wouldn't allow me to have the cupboard doors open because you know I'm an O C D idiot. But he can just sit there enjoying his breakfast with the doors wide open. I don't have that ability. Yeah,
2: well yeah. I don't know. It's different. Huh? Different strokes, eh? Sure. I'm the
0: same way, I guess. You're the same way. Well, oh, why? Well, usually when you open a covered door, you shut a covered door. Like, I, I... Listen, we have that in common for sure. There's no way you would have been sitting there eating your breakfast, but the, the covered door is wide open, just like... It makes no sense, but that's... Because then he probably stands up and bashes his head <laughs> on the open covered door. <laughs> that's right. Um, before Jeff Merrick checks in in five minutes' time, let's take care of these uh, fine people that take care of us...
2: Uh, The Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group insurance plan for small business. uh, We've been telling you for a few years now, uh, it's the way to go if you have a small business, you want a benefits package, you want to provide your employees with that type of security. What's often said? You know, I got a new job. Oh, what are the benefits like? Well, it means something. And if you're a small business and you can attract people with a benefits package, that's the way to go, is it not? And you can do it. Go to chamberplan.ca today. Get a free quote. Find out how you can provide your employees with, you know, prescription coverage and dental coverage and travel coverage and all sorts of therapies. Take the time, check out what is available, and then the price will titillate you because they've done a great job of holding the line on premiums over the past few years. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca.
0: evnet.ca. That's where you find all you need to know about the electric vehicle experience an experienced electric vehicle specialist from EVnet will walk you through all the questions you have about EVs. And remember, you can get a you can check it out for a day, for a weekend, for a week. What models are available? How far do they go? What chargers are located near your house or cottage? Uh, what do all the buttons do? Uh, what charging apps should you get? There's several different experiences. As I say, you can try it out for 24 three day, 24 hours. Uh, try it out for three days. Choose a uh, you know a collection option. You can you can take it away, take the keys and goes park and go park with them and go, or get a delivery to your home. They'll bring the car to you. Among the many other reasons to check out EVnet.ca. It is an opportunity to get into an electric vehicle and see if it's right for you. EVnet.ca is where you go. Uh, I don't, uh, listen, let's just get right to it Because we only have him for uh, 20-ish minutes He's a big shot now He's the TV, he's the radio (laughs) You know I remember? I remember Fred There was a time I was on the roof I was on the roof of a building With some young upstart He was hosting a Saturday night uh, Wrestling show We're having cigarettes
3: Cigarettes! (laughs)
0: You know, smoking I are cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes <laughs> and I'm like, Hey kid, what do you want to do with your life? And he goes, I don't know, Mick. Yeah, I, I wanna be a contender. And I said, Well, you've gotta to... anyway, and then from uh, that, you know, now it's uh, like, yeah, Oh yeah, boys, yeah. I can get I've got five minutes before I have no. to do some real work.
3: No, no, <laughs> no, 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 jeff you know,
0: Merrick,
2: didn't you guys used to collect wine labels? Too oh, yeah. No, like that? <laughs> no,
0: that's right. We went through uh, a wine He and I went through a, our wine period for a while there. The douchey wine brothers
3: hmm. All of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how um, uh, I mean, it took me until probably into my 40s to actually grow up. So like that was it for the, <laughs> the cigarettes and the booze and the oh, drugs. Yeah. And now my wife tells me I'm born to be mild. Oh, that's that's my right. name Around her. I'm born cool. to be mild.
0: But Fred's referencing something that's so so me is such an obsessive idiot. I'd literally gone from never having drank and drank and drunk wine. At my fortieth yeah. birthday, it was a bunch of guys, wine, steaks, and then a year later, I was taking wine labels and putting them into a book. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Anywho, we phases exactly it's all wrapped up in identity and growing yeah, up, Jeff, and
2: maleness and all that. Jeff, yes. Jeff, we go through phases, but seriously, collecting <laughs> wine labels—that's <laughs> right—in a little okay. book. Oh, well, hey, by you the
0: way, I, to yeah, be fair, know, to, to be fair, my <laughs> kids gave me that book. They're like, "Daddy, this wow. will be good for your wine collection."
3: <laughs> Daddy's got a hobby.
0: Daddy's got you a know, wine you, hobby. You,
3: you know, I did wrestling for a number of years in my yes. grown-up years. So, yeah,
0: exactly. You
3: know, like we all uh, we all have our things. I'm not here to cast aspersions.
0: So let's. You are here because, uh, and I am being a bit facetious. I, we did recognize the fact that you got some other hits to do this morning. We appreciate it, but no problem, no, uh, problem, no
3: problem. Thanks for taking me early.
0: Yeah, man. Listen, uh, I'm going to let. I mean, I both of us. Just Kind of barely watched the game last mm-hmm. night, and uh, i we did the sort of recap, but uh why yep. don't you give us your you know top line and then we'll uh, chat about it
3: top line is uh, didn't start or, or top, top line, line, line in the playoffs yeah. ever anything you want sure well i mean we'll we'll focus on the local team in Toronto I mean they didn't show up at all, and you blink and it's three nothing and they're looking you know they're chasing the game and trying to find excuses uh, for all of it, but really the the story of the game was that first period ended the game. I know they had a couple of power play goals and kind of made it a little bit close, but there was only one team on the rink last night in Toronto that came prepared to play. And that was the Tampa Bay lightning. Like that was, that was a classic case of the team squeezing the sticks. Like everybody looked nervous. Like it seemed as if nobody on the Toronto Maple Leafs wanted the puck on their stick. It was almost as if "Ah, I'm really nervous about this game. You take the puck. No, you take the puck. No, you do something with it. No, you do something with it. There was now mind you, Tampa is an excellent team as well. Like let's not forget. This is one of the elite teams in the NHL. But still, there was there was no showing up on time last night for the Maple Leafs, and it's all compounded by some really suspect goaltending. That was not Ilya Samsonov's finest hour by any stretch of the imagination. To the point where uh, I think we're actually wondering whether they go to Joseph Wall for Wall for number two for game number two tomorrow. Like that's 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 how bad this thing was last night. It was. Like it was a flop. I know a lot of Maple Leafs fans want to, you know, bitch and moan about the officiating. There were probably only two questionable calls. You know, the camp slash was a eh. The Luke Shen cross check. uh, I thought that was. I mean, that's that's really weak for like a a Tuesday night in February. Let alone game one of a Stanley Cup. It was a really bad call, but nonetheless. The Maple Leafs can't pin any of this on anything other than themselves and their failure no. to start on time. Yeah,
2: that, that, those are all excuses. The thing is, you know, we've seen this act before. You say, you know, the, fir- uh, the game was lost in the first period. I say the series series was lost in the first game. This team, I don't like the way they're built, even with the add-ons, and they proved mm-hmm. it last night. How do you not show up after all they've been through? How do you not show up for the beginning of the game? And then all the things yeah. that we worried about, the goaltending sucked, and the, the the defense looked old, all those things that we feared played out last night. But the young guy's not showing up to begin. Like, how do you explain that? Especially, uh, Jeff, I was saying great to question. Howard. Great question. Uh, let me, you know, just yeah. Seattle last night goes into Colorado, wins 3-1. Seattle.
3: They Luna look great, Peck. too. Winnipeg Depe- looked fantastic in Vegas yesterday as well. I know Winnipeg
2: goes into Vegas wins five one in this team. All they've been through and you know the points yeah. they gathered in the regular season. The, like, how do you explain it?
3: The weird, one of the weirdest thing, and I have no explanation. I'm I'm with you. Uh, I, I think at this point, well, listen, we all know what the consequences are if they go out in the first round. Massive changes for this team. So let's let's bracket that for a second because your, your your points are really good. Um, the weird thing about this, I think to everyone who's watched the Maple Leafs this year, there are two areas where the Maple Leafs have really excelled. And last night they sucked. And both of them involve play around the net. As far as limiting chances in front of the net, as far as as far as defensive play in front of the net, the Maple Leafs are the top team in the NHL this season, or at least top three. But they're in, in that mix, right, as far as, like, limiting chances from what's called the high danger area right in front of like that home plate area right on top of it. used to be called,
0: right called right the slot. The did it not Did it not used to be called?
3: Yes, and, and one of my pet peeves has always been why do people call it the slot area? Like, we use so many useless yeah. words. Like, oh, we pass it to them in the slot area. You mean, like, as opposed to the slot? Right. Yeah, the slot. But that's a the key. Way that
0: they call that in sport a key performance indicator. So that's one. What's the other yes. one?
3: Yes. The other one is how that goaltender reacts in high danger chances. Like Ilya Samsonov as far as high danger chance save percentage is amongst the elite in the NHL. Last night I think it was like the save percentage was like .444 sure. or .4 it was like it normally is high danger save percentage which is lower than your normal save percentage. Um, I think it was like in, he's in like the high 800s, which for high danger chances. So those are the, those are the shots that you kind of expect to go in. His save percentage is amongst the elite in the NHL. Last night, they were awful in front of their own net. And we, we saw this on, on the first couple of goals, just brutal in front of their own net. And you were firing balloons through Samson off in those, all those high-danger so, areas.
0: So I, I want to pick up on something you said and something that I observed because I watched the uh, recap before the show today, the 10-minute, and, and I sort of paid attention to a couple things that I'm interested yep. in. And I've, played a, I've been watching a few games this year, but it just doesn't matter. Here's mm-hmm. the two areas that, and Fred said something that's very key, and you said something. There's, a, there's something wrong with their ability to handle pressure because, as you just pointed out, this team has elite-level play in some key areas except when it comes to pressure situations. And, and where that shows up is their inability to do the simplest thing, which is get the fucking puck out of their end. You know, he and I watched a game together when we were in Mexico, and I saw it. You can see it developing. Whenever there's some push on this team, from my observations, it mm-hmm. seems that they get flustered because in that first period, two of those three goals – for sure too, for sure were their inability to clear it out in fact yeah. the first one the guy almost gave i can't remember who it was but he almost gave it away so it seems to me that there's something and this is weird to say but it's it's part of golf the golf psych world there's something psychologically meant their mental game is weak
3: yeah. And I think they um, and and they carry the weight of history with this team in the playoffs. So like everything a lot. It's almost as like it's inching hard. I was thinking about this last night. Mm-hmm. Would it have been better for the Maple Leafs not to have home ice advantage? Maybe. Would it have been better for them to open up on the road just because like, you're getting booed off the ice after the first, God, the second, let, let, but, the
0: game. But let me just give you another little quick parallel. You know who they are? They're Rory McIlroy at the Masters. Rory McIlroy, one of the best players on earth, because that Masters means so much to him to complete the Grand Slam. He's never going to win it. He started 72-75. So that's the Leafs in the playoffs.
3: I no one can argue against that. You're right, because the evidence is there, and every stereotype, put it this way, last night was one of those games where everybody's stereotype about the Toronto Maple Leafs came to life sure and everybody this morning is doing their this is what's wrong with the maple leafs victory lap all those things that everyone has been saying can't win the big one can't show up underperforming net minders, wow. like all of it it well, all came to life yesterday
2: the, the lead up to this the last five or six years i mean how many chances have they been in a closeout game and failed to do it oh, and that all came yeah. back you know like i it's like 10 or 12 or whatever it is So last night, the situation was all that previous embarrassment going into this series right off the top. It was, are they going to be able to adjust? Are they going to be able to get over the hump this year? And I think that has freaked them out right from game one, because I saw a clip this morning of the first four minutes. And that's embarrassing. Like, Mm -hmm. what was that? Mm-hmm. they just did not show up and they were just like it was and then seeing Samsonov trying to wail at these pucks and flail at these pucks it was just something else and i i don't see honestly how they recover from this i mean they've lost home ice advantage they're going to be holding their sticks even tighter tomorrow mm-hmm. so then it goes to what you said Jeff the biggest event for the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs this spring will yeah. be a front office i was cleaning
0: uh, but let me ask you guys yeah. a question. Do, do, hockey, mm-hmm. do, do hockey teams, mm. uh, because in every other sport, mm. and I imagine they do, but every other sport, golf especially, it's, it's filled with, you know, mental performance coaching. Mm-hmm. Is there not that? Yeah, they have, there, they, have,
3: they have all of that. Everything. They've the, got the, to. The, 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 the Maple Leafs, as far as uh, support for their athletes and the athletes' families, like the Maple Leafs are the Cadillac. Like to the to the point where some have said, are they too comfortable? Are there too many resources for them? Right? Like the the thing about uh, the thing about playing in Toronto or working in Toronto is no other team gets more resources than the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's because they have the money to spend on all of it. So as far as, you know, skills coaches, mental coaches, diet coaches, all. all of it. They have they have all of this. The the weird thing about last night. Like if you look at just about every other series the road team always says the same thing we just need to withstand the first 10 minutes because mm-hmm. we know this team's going to be fired up they're in front of their own crowd we just need to calm things down in the we just need to survive the first 10 minutes of the game because we know hockey games like especially in the playoffs, the first 10 minutes, the home team is just like full of uh, adrenaline and they're ready to go. And it's rock and roll time and they're go, 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 go. And the road team generally just has to withstand that. And then the game just sort of games settle. Every hockey game settles into its own rhythm. And that's sort of where at times it can sort of become hypnotic. But that was the opposite yesterday. There was no house on fire to start the game. There was no aggressiveness. There was just, oh, a goal just went in. What do we do? Oh, another one just went in. What do we do? Oh, kucherov Oh, a third goal j- just went in. And why are people booing? And are they going to really throw waffles again? Yeah. So what what about,
2: happen. what about that? Cor- what about that Corey Perry goal where he just came from the side, like totally untouched and just shut pass. Down. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then I don't want to hear about Michael Bunting either, because, you know, I've been reading this morning. Oh, you know, it's like having uh, Nazem Kadri back again in the playoffs. You mean Nazem Kadri, the guy that went to Cal- uh, Colorado <laughs> and, and, and won a Stanley Cup? That guy? Yeah, like, like that. You they, can't. The, you can't take any one thing. Again, it's with this team. It's the big picture, and they
3: failed again. Yeah, and they did. Now, there are some, and I think with the Maple Leafs, it's different because of the weight of history. That will look at look at a game like that in in any other. We say it, Freddie, normal series. Mm-hmm. You look at it and you say, you know what? When it comes to the playoffs, because I don't believe that there's momentum between games. There's not. These are all individual right. events, separate individual events, yeah. games. Yeah. Um, you know, you might look at it and say, there's really no difference between losing 7-3 or 2-1. to one. It's still nope. a loss. We park it and we move on. That's right. generally the feeling amongst teams, except Toronto. Mm-hmm. Just so, because there is so much baggage so, and there yeah, is so kidding. much emotion. So we've you spent eleven or twelve
0: minutes talking about all the things that are negative. And, and again, I, I mentioned the fact that in the few times I watched them, and I, I, again watching it with him, and it just seems odd that a team at that level, at that elite level, can't clear the puck out of their own end. But what about what about the other side of this? Let's yep. say is there a can you imagine either of you in a world where they don't they do have a chance to win this series? Is there any Is there any glimmer? And I think what you just said uh, is is should give Leaf fans hope because it doesn't matter if you lose uh, one to nothing or seven to three, because these guys are professionals, they should be able to compartmentalize a game.
3: Hmm. Absolutely, they do. They they have. They have. I think Freddie's point's the right one. They have the skill to do this. Like when you when you just sort of break down all the players and all this and and the skill set involved here, absolutely. But how many times have we said this? They might not have been the most skilled team, but they won the series. Sure. Playoff hockey is so different, right? You know, Mark Bergerman mm-hmm. used to always make the point. I'm going to hand this over to you, Freddie. Mark Bergerman, former general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, had this one saying, and it's, it's so true. And you see it in playoffs. There are two types of players in the NHL there are guys that get you there, and there are guys that get you through. Mm-hmm. And they're two different players. There are great regular season players, and then there are great playoff players, and when we think of playoff players, I know not everyone was a Claude Lemieux fan, but that guy was a dynamite playoff player, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of play- regular season, eh, not really that I mean, Freddie, you just mentioned Corey Perry What does Corey Perry give you in the regular season? Not a ton
2: He didn't score then- a goal in the last 20 games of the regular season
0: And by the, way, is, that the guy, is that the goal where the guy got fed the puck through the middle, and he had a breakaway? No no, no no oh who's that was an awesome tampa bay goal i don't know i know saying, you know left, morgan,
3: that was the one That's on on morgan Niggas, riley
0: standing it, <laughs> it was such a great little play but yeah. freddie what give what is what would give you uh hmm. any hope
2: no no here's my thing um can they win it yes should they win it yes do i think they will know because of the past five years and just what they're made of that's the way i look at it i can't see them Winning it because I just don't think they have that thing mm-hmm. that you're talking about Jeff, like you know the what, ability you
3: know they, they, they look to me and they have historically I don't know how to say this properly they, they don't really look like a cohesive team individually, no. there's some great players mm-hmm. but don't you and historically, I think we all have looked at this team and said. This is a team that, at the end of the day, it's 23 guys and 23 Ubers. <laughs> yeah. What? Let me... Right? Oh, I'm going... And, then, just gonna, and that, uh, then it's not a team there. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: Um, so, what, here, here's a what if. I don't think they're going to win the series. Even if they do, they won't go very far. Yep. This next year will be austin matthews last season with the toronto maple Leafs. i'm sure because he'll want to leave i'm sure and then they'll be in a position where they'll go like what's the use i mean we've tried this been there done that maybe we got to move on see what we can get for this kid and maybe start over again on some level I, do you believe that i don't think if if they go out quickly again this year i don't think austin matthews uh, stays
3: Mm, It sort of flies in the face of everything I've spoken to his agent, Judd Moldaver, about. I I think that I I, I put it this way, Freddie. I don't think this next this is a this is going to be a next contract for Austin Matthews that pleases nobody outside of Austin Matthews.
0: Why do you I say that? Think
3: gonna, I don't think it's going to be a long-term deal. I don't think he's signing for the mm. maximum amount of term. I don't think it's going to be a, a one-year deal either. I think it's probably somewhere in the three, maybe four mm. year. You know, I mean,
0: well, why I, do you I say that? Is that because he would hedge his a bet? Of he would want to hedge his bet against going
3: somewhere else after. So there's a few things here. It's a great question. Here's why I think that. One, you're if you're looking at the marketplace, you're know, trying to figure out. When, this, when the next big bump for the salary cap is going to be where you can maximize your value even more. Uh, it's probably not going to happen this offseason, but in a few seasons, that salary cap is going to go up once the uh, the escrow is all mm-hmm. paid off by the Players Association. That gives Matthews another chance to ring the bell and more space under the cap to do so. Oh. The other is, how long is his team going to be competitive? So I don't think he wants to lock in at a number long term knowing that the cap is going to go up and he can maximize value if he does two short-term deals. And two, I think he does wonder how like how long this window is open. And the one thing I always mention about uh, about this team, these same conversations going back to 2010 were had about the Washington Capitals. How many times we talk about you can't win with Ovechkin? This mm-hmm. is a loser team. They can win the regular president's trophy, all of that. How long did it take them to win the Stanley Cup? Because and, and you look at that because we first started talking about them winning the Stanley Cup in 2010. And it wasn't until years and years later that Ovechkin was swimming in the fountains of Bellagio. Mm-hmm. That it um, takes that long.
2: But, but they won a few series along the way. That's- they sure did. <laughs> That's the
3: difference.
0: In our last couple of minutes here, I mean, I, I, two two quick questions: Are you an, are you a, are you a Leafs fan? Are you you grew up here. You love the team.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know, somewhere along the way, I, I just cheer for individual players. Okay, more than more than I cheer for teams. But just in generally, if you
0: weren't doing what you do, you'd probably be. This would be close to your club. My question is really no. Having grown up here and having a bit of, let's just say, some affection for the team, is it difficult sometimes in your job not to, I don't know, cheer for them or to to to, to appear to be a bit biased or want them to win, or does that even come up
3: there? As a, as a member of Rogers, uh, I want all Canadian teams to <laughs> that's do well. Thank right. you. Yes, <laughs> yes, Oh, that's right. Yes, of as course. A, as a motivated employee of Rogers Communications, yes, I'd like all the Canadian teams to do well. <laughs> and my accountant would like the front of Maple Leafs to do well as well. Thank you yes, very much. Yes, of course. <laughs> I th- put,
2: this,
3: put it this way. From a, from a big picture growing the game point of view, I think it's best when the big teams win. Sure. Well, I think, uh, there's there's more, more money in the system and, and the game, I think, is better when it's, you know, the Rangers win and the Hawks win and, the Maple Leafs win, and the Habs, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's just a, it's just a better game. You
0: know, it's fascinating to me because I I enjoy the world of sports psychology, and it's interesting to me. And whether it's golf, or hockey, or any other sport, a yeah. uh, pitcher in baseball having a, a good couple of early innings, and then when the pressure's on, what that does to their motion, and it's it's clear that that's a I think and I don't know I'm if you guys you. agree. It's a huge I'm issue with you. for them
3: I'm with because <laughs>
0: lots of guys can win the uh, you know many people have won. Uh, you know, the regular tournaments, but they come to the majors. It's a big difference. Well,
2: and the, th- the thing is, tomorrow, they're going to be playing against themselves tomorrow night. It's going to be th- a game two at home. We must win this game. Yeah. And then all that yeah. stuff, all that stuff will come into play about holding the sticks a little tighter and being nervous and Sansom- Samson off being not ready and.
3: Let, let, let me circle. Howard says something really interesting there. I want, I want to circle back to that for a second because I, I'm i like you, Howard. I'm fascinated with the mental side of all of this. And one of the things that I've been reading about a lot lately when it comes to sports, either individual sports, golf, tennis, et cetera, or team sports. And it kind of flies in the face of everything that we believe about athletes. I'm, I'm sure you've, you've come across this. There seems to be some athletes and some teams that are paralyzed because they have what was referred to as a fear of winning.
0: That's right. The, the I, I know what you're of, saying.
3: The, the, you know what I'm talking about, right, Howard? Like the fear of success yep. can be absolutely paralyzing.
0: And, and in golf, they talk about it this way they say, some players play to play great and some players play to not make mistakes. And you can tell the difference.
2: But, but what, here is the difference with that. That's an individual thing. How collectively? There's 20 guys on a team. How does it go on the shitter for
3: everybody? Yeah, but you know what though? But but, but and I, and I I get that. I get that. Um There's a great. You know, I think it was Napoleon who said, you know, quantity has a quality all of its own. Mm. So whether it's an individual or whether it's a team, like there is a vibe. Absolutely, teams. there is. Listen right? when there, when there, there, when
0: uh, when we started when we start when we got behind to West Ham a couple of weeks ago on Ted Lasso, I knew mm-hmm. they were f- <laughs> they were not completing their passes. I could tell the whole team was tight. All right, Merrick, but, we got. a
2: but you, but you would just think—I know—think it. You think in this scenario, a couple of guys would step forward.
0: Like,
3: you, listen, this, so, someone is someone is going to earn themselves an international reputation by trying to figure out what has happened. <laughs> no, with that's right. Team. Like, but, so someone's earning a corner office here somewhere. Already. But,
0: but Fred, make, yeah. I think that's a great question to ask because you'd wonder, isn't why do, isn't there just one or two guys that could step up? But what Jeff said is really true with team sports mm. that that yeah. stink affects everybody. Mm-hmm. That feeling, that tightness, because like I said, when you watch a team at that level not be able to clear it out of their own end, that's a that's a sign of of scattered chaotic thinking. Jeff Merrick, uh, what a uh, what a super beauty you are. Thanks for taking some time for your old Thanks, buddies. Any uh, Jeff all the best Any, my friend. Anytime, Thank
3: you. anytime you need help dumping on the maple leaf it <laughs> <somebody laughs> all away. That's, that's twenty fine. minutes of joy.
0: <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep track of everywhere America is sports snap, but he definitely co hosts Thirty Two Thoughts with Elliot Friedman uh. and so much more. All the best to you, my friend. Take care.
3: Thanks,
2: Joe. Jeffrey. Thanks,
0: boys. All right, there you go. Yeah. I. Uh, most people have never heard my uh, golf show and they think it's about golf, but if you're into sports, what we've concentrated on for 225 ish episodes is nothing really to do so much about the week to week stuff on the PGA Tour. We touch on it, you know, on the majors and such, but most of the time we spend talking about. Our mutual, Tim O'Connor and mine, fascination with how sports affects individuals, not just in golf, but how, how, how pressure affects people in sport. And that's why sometimes I point this out, my, when I watch a field goal kicker in football or a pitcher in baseball, to me, that's a fascinating, because um, those are fascinating positions, because the intense spotlight on those players in situations... And we've all seen it. I mean, you know, if you're the, on the offensive line. It's just, you know, you're madness every play. You don't really have a chance to get nervous. But here's the problem,
2: and, and again, from my perspective. If they go out quickly in this series, they've actually taken a step backwards. They've had a five-year build to this. So you think they would have learned along the way mm-hmm. to adjust to that. Or compensate for that, but it's it it just is like they have. But here's another thing: golf is a finesse game, where it goes through your head, through your arms, and hitting that ball. If things aren't going well in a hockey arena, there's other ways beyond scoring goals that you can at least make a statement. Not even that
0: was there, Howard.
2: Well, no, you never I, even got you never even got the impression that they cared that
0: much. <laughs> and and one of the things that I I agree. But there are some, and listen, and I, I, I know we're, we're, we're both saying the same thing. You know, yeah. let me get to the game for a second here. The way they came out should have, like when Merrick described it about how usually there's the home t- the road mm-hmm. team right. just needs to withstand that first 10 minutes. They came out with all the weight, and you described it perfectly, with the weight. They, they've carried the weight mm-hmm. of now mm-hmm. season after season. They know what everyone is saying. Listen, if we're saying it, they know mm-hmm. it. And that's why I asked about their mental performance coaches. I guess they're, they've got tons of people that are trying to get their heads right. But, man, you know, it's tough to overcome that. Even if, and listen, I've been in a playoff hockey game myself. You can expend a lot of energy. That first shift, you're nervous. But once you get hit or hit somebody, it's like, okay, now we're playing. I don't know why they can't get over that. But it doesn't seem like they can.
2: And about half, by, half, by mid-game last night, uh, Tampa had lost, like, two of their best defensemen. and they may not even play in game two it's and then you know some of the clips i see this morning and you know they're showing austin matthews and mitch marner on the bench well sorry guys but it's on you it's Mm -hmm. on you you decided to take the maximum money which inhibited the the ability of the team to spread it around a bit like other stanley cup winners have done it was their choice to do that, and this is the result.
0: It's funny you mentioned uh, the clips of them on the bench, because I noticed that, too, in the, 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 the recap that I watched. I, they took a couple shots of them, and you could just see their faces. I, I think they understand, the, whether it's in that specific, mm-hmm. but they understand the weight Oh, yeah. And the expectations. And that word, by the way, comes, a lot, comes up a lot in sports psychology, but specifically in golf. They call it, you know, this world is called expectation management and mm-hmm. managing. That's why, again, back to McElroy, who is, who's had, an he's, he's the top one or two, three players in the official world rankings. And his first two scores at the Masters were just, he hasn't shot mm-hmm. 72, 75 since he was 12. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the thing is, there's only been and I get too golf nerdy for you, there's only been four or five men in that sport that have ever won the Grand Slam because and a lot, a lot of them have had three of the four. But every time you get to that fourth tournament, as each year goes by, mm-hmm. you drag all those expectations with you. And it's it's a really rare thing to get over that, which is why guys like Brady and and athletes like the the Williams sisters watch. One of the reasons they stand out is because they're able to get over it. And unfortunately for your team, there, Freddie, they can't get over that. Well, th- whatever that th- again, is. Again,
2: when you t- and I, the, the, the golf analogy and is fascinating. But again, I, it's twenty guys here, and it's just, and you know, they. If what had happened to them last night was in year one of putting this team together, you'd say, okay, they'll learn. But they haven't learned anything. And again, it's just, it's just bewildering that, as we say, like. It's so contagious that every player on the team is affected. Everyone. There wasn't one guy where you could say, "Oh, you know, William Nylander, Apparently, I'm reading a bit that you know it was like last year and the year before that. You know, the the favorite, may believe, punching bag has been the best guy in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I read that this morning too. We had a good game.
2: It's like it's it, it, it's something else, and I. I don't say, and with that goaltending, that guy has a history of cracking in big games, and uh, I, I don't see a way
0: out of this. There was <laughs> a, of the seven goals I saw on him, for sure, three of them were weak. There was a couple that he was never going to get, but those are the ones that you know, like that could have been like a three two game or a four three game. But seven seven goals in a playoff game is a lot of goals. Well, not
2: only that, but Howard um, Braden Point. Tampa Bay lightning scored 51 goals during the regular season. I believe great season. How many did he get last night Two. how, how many did our big boys get last night? Zero. And, and again, that story keeps playing out
0: mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. The, uh, there's a great, uh, quote from one of the old time golf announcers who I love. His name is Roger Maltby. And he, and he, and he summed up pressure perfectly. And, I'll just say, I'll I'll tell you what the quote is, but it could relate to any sport. He said, Golf's an easy game until you care. Yeah. It's all fucking easy until you care. And I've said this to you before like, you know, it's all funsy whenever you're playing bocce with your buddies all summer. And all of a sudden you have your little bocce tournament Mm -hmm. when you're going to have to hand in a score, there's going to be a result. Mm -hmm. And results, people that are result oriented, And I'll say this as a amateur psychologist with the Leafs. Because there's, because they're result oriented, which is five years of woeful showing up pieces of shit. That also is another burden for them to get over. But you'd think I, to your point, you'd think by now the experience that they have would count for something because experience is the, is the way, is the antidote of being results oriented. You've been there before.
2: Or clearing the pockets. You said like, how, how does that affect? And I get that, but how how is it so bad that you can't even <laughs> Clear an elementary play. play like clearing the, oh, the yeah. puck up the boards to get it out when you're under pressure? Yeah, go look even at the first goal lost. again.
0: Go look at the first goal again. It's completely just a, a bunch of guys panicking. That and the second one, too. The sec- first two, for two of the first yeah. three. But that's what it looks like to me. Whenever I watch them, they look like they they panic in their own end. Which is, by the way, interesting that he said that they during the regular season they're 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 elite in that uh, category of whatever danger zone you know slot clearing. But
2: you know and again, I, this comes as no surprise to me because I said it on the show i 've got a tweet here to my neighbor John, where I just my they just don 't have the character of, of, of they don 't have that character what it takes to win four playoff series it 's a it 's laughable to think that they could do that, and this team cannot yeah and and again the biggest the biggest happening around the Maple Leafs this spring will be a house cleaning i'm convinced
0: and what kind of money I, I didn't really i was trying to follow along when jeff was talking about the salary cap increasing in a couple of years due to something but uh, i was right. curious and if we had more time i'd ask him but i'm going to ask you what uh give me some perspective because you mentioned that matthews and who else marner marner took the maximum money so what is what does uh, Austin Matthews get these days? I think I think he's at like at thirteen. And what what could he expect in another contract?
2: That you know what I don't know because you got to wait to see how the salary cap goes up. But the thing is, if the salary cap cap goes up by two or three million and he gobbles it up, well, you're no farther ahead, are you? Mm. Because the good teams, traditionally, teams that have got good young players, Chicago, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh. What they did is that the young stars took less at the beginning to mm-hmm. spread it around because they thought, let's win a cup first, and then we'll make our money. These guys, you know, John Tavares, too, he came here. He, know, he knew asking for 11 was going to be a big chunk that was going to make it difficult for them to, again, spread it around. So this is the result.
0: So he makes 11. Matthew's at 13. Marner's at 10. 10. So, and then their are Casuette's there at 23, 34. And what is the uh, salary count? It's just, it's like 81. Four players
2: take up half the cap.
0: Right. Pretty and much. who's the fourth player? You've said that before. Nylander's about right. 7 million. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that is quite a burden on the other, you know, 40 million to try and find another twenty eighteen players. But yeah, I, I, listen, I feel for you because you you ask great questions. Why is it that that pressure, that stink, whatever, affects every single player? But, you know, they're all, it's, it's like an organism. They're all, they're all, they're all feeling the same things.
2: But then it comes back to Kyle Dubas because isn't that part of building a team? The intangibles, it's those, it's those managers that have the ability to touch on and feel those intangibles to bring the players in that are different, you know? Like, again, Corey Perry last night, one of the, no, I'm not going to say one of the best players on the ice, but a significant player. And he's just a fringe guy, but he's got that playoff pedigree and oh,
0: what is he one of our guys no no he, he's uh Tampa plays Bay. for the lightning yeah yeah well what I will say team? that that whoever scored that goal that one that I'm talking about that was pretty cool that one up the middle oh no yeah beautiful it was, it was beautiful a beautiful goal, goal. Yeah, if the Leaf had done that, we would have been, you know, rubbing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Although it did seem like I, 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 at first I had to watch it a couple times because, uh, and again, I'm sure everyone who's seen the game knows mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Because when I first watched I thought, well, how is that not offside? But it was just timed so perfectly. You know, it was one of those yes. things where you, I watched it again. I'm like, oh, I see. Um, but, but all this mental stuff we're talking
2: about, just think about that now your history of the past five or six years, the pressure coming into the playoffs, you you lay in a huge egg in game one. Yeah. What is their mindset going to be for game two? They're going to be so afraid of losing. They're going to play not to lose. That's right. And it, it's you can't. And against Tampa, who have been to the last three straight Stanley League Finals.
0: Uh, years ago when we worked at Mojo, this was uh, Mojo Radio. It was 2000 and 2001. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was four years into the Tiger Woods era, and Tiger mm-hmm. had just won the Tiger Slam. He had won every major in succession, but over two, right. two calendar years. doesn't matter. And we worked with this guy, uh, Ripken, who used to always make fun of Tiger and say, oh, you know, because announcers would say things like, you know, that, that's a shot only Tiger could make. And, you know, at that time, Tiger had only won maybe, I don't know, 10 tournaments. And right. he used to sort of mock that all the time. Oh, tell me, of course, Tiger—only Tiger can make that. Well, you know, it turned out that there was a reason that those announcers were saying that because eighty-two wins later, the reason that they said that is because everybody on that tour—and I've been on the range at a at a at a, at a PGA tour or at a DP tour event—they're all amazing. But what Tiger does that those other guys can't do is, in the moment, hit the shot that they can all hit on a Tuesday. But on Sunday when everything's on the line That's the difference They all had the skill But what fascinated those golf announcers Was that Tigers And I use the word audaciousness To pull off the shot When it counted And I'm going to make the I'm getting back to hockey now Because he, he played to play great He played to win Not to play not to lose And that's what the Maple Leafs look like They look like they're playing not to lose Listen Yes,
2: over this five year, and I can't, it's 10 or 12 games that they've played where they've been in a position to win the series. Tonight, if we win, we win the series. And there's something like 0-12 or whatever it is. Like, like what is that all about? They just, they cannot, and again, the frustrating part, in every one of those games... Look at last year, Howard. They won the first game of the series against Tampa Bay 5-0, mm. losing seven games, and they <laughs> lose the seventh game at home 2-1. They can't even score more than one goal in that mm-hmm. big seventh game. So, I mean, the profile of this team is just stuck, and it will not change. And, again, it, I get back to, yeah, Tiger's great, but Tiger's responsible for Tiger. How the fuck no, I do we have, like, these zero and 12 in these big games and nobody shows up
0: and, and i understand listen i get it i've played the sport i played it as a kid and it's definitely a it's the the pressure you feel it differently in hockey i'm just yeah. talking about the fact that yeah. in general the reason the greats the jordans the williams the yeah. the bradys are great is because those are individuals that have an ability and brady in a team sport have the ability to elevate their game when yes. it when it counts the most, because I'll tell you, like it is for me, one of my favorite. I've told you this over the years. One of my favorite things about sports is watching how people perform under pressure. It's the only reason I ever care about the Leafs and the playoffs, because I could give two shits in February. Who cares? But I want I like to see. And that's why when I watch the recap today, just like you, I was like, there's a few things that stand out. And one of the first things that stood out to me is chaos, They look like they're in a perpetual state of chaos. Yeah.
2: Anyway. I I believe the Seattle Kraken, this is, I think, only their second year. And this is why it's so aggravating for Leaf fans. The Vegas Knights, the very first year of their existence, went to the Stanley Cup final. The Leafs haven't even been to a final since 67. Forget winning a Stanley Cup. They haven't even been to a final since 67. Their first year of existence, the Vegas Knights go to the Stanley Cup final. How does that make a Leaf fan feel? Seattle cracking their second year in the league. And last night, <laughs> they go into Colorado and knock off the... How does that make
0: a Leaf fan? Like, why? All right, listen, why? man, I feel for you. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, why? 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 Listen, I, listen, honestly, listen, listen, listen. Mm-hmm. You know I feel for you, man. And as a casual fan, I'm not frustrated. It's more fascinating. But I feel for I got a bunch of guys in the golf world that are f- super fans. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. a drag for them. It sucks for at least again. You know, and, and what's also fascinating and I'm sure frustrating for you is just, you know, the whole regular season has zero to do with what's going on which is why i had a little suggestion for you guys what Mm -hmm. they should do is have the leafs play their playoff series in the fall because they seem to be okay then
2: (laughs) absolutely Uh, i'll hold the playoffs and don't tell anybody else
0: (laughs) that's right just have it after halloween and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they'll have a chance Hey kids, why don't we uh, take a moment and regroup? Because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, emotion. Let's talk about these fine folks. Well, you know the line is out for tomorrow night's game,
2: game two, and the Maple Leafs favored minus one sixty. That's uh, that's sizable. Seriously, the over under six on that. So. Uh, according to the uh, line at Bodog, there's still some faith in the Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, whether you're a sports veteran, a horse racing fan of poker, casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully-loaded casino and book, we've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since
4: 1994.
0: Uh, da duh, duh. Uh, Sherpa's coming up in a second. First, I want to tell you about these people that have been so supportive of us. Of course, I'm talking about GoDaddy.ca, but forget Freddie and I. Let them support you and your project, you and your small business, you and your side hustle. They are here to service you 24-7 with their free and friendly phone support. I know it sounds weird, like a big company like GoDaddy that has been helping power small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years you can actually get them on the phone it's not ai this is uh all about ii you you are the you are the i and i <laughs> i know mm-hmm. I, I know that was weak but hey i'm trying visit GoDaddy today uh you can do it without a credit card not even required and they're there to help you with ever whatever, whatever you need and whatever you're looking to do every step of the way Start your website for free today. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. I love that uh, phrase, not to keep laboring the same thing, but one of the things that first stuck out in Jeff's uh, analysis was the uh, the concept of squeezing it too tight because, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I've played a lot of tournament golf, and uh, famously, uh, Bobby Jones, who was one of the greatest golfers of all time, said, there's golf. And then there's tournament golf, and uh, the same can be said for the Maple Leafs, because there's the regular season Maple Leafs, and then there's this team, and they're not they're not the same. Usually, that's why I said you know you, seven goals scored in a playoff game is pretty big. You know that's that's why playoff games tend to be sort of you know um, you know less goals scored, a little tighter. Everyone's playing a little you know not as loose.
2: You know, and I just think of the people in that you know maple leaf square was full last night of all the diehards go down there in that shitty weather to stand out there and cheer them on and all the people that walked in that a rink and paid those ridiculous prices for tickets and concessions and this is what they get like is that not part of the player's mindset like we owe it to those people like where's where does that come
0: into the equation i'm sure it does which is i'm sure it does which is why they were squeeze yeah Yeah, that adds to the... Back to that word, expectations. They know about Mm -hmm. those people standing out there, and it just increases the expectation management issues. Speaking Mm. of somebody, though, that is showing up for the regular season, the preseason, the postseason, the playoffs, the cup finals, he's there every step of the way. Of course, I'm referring to the retirement shirt, but Tim.Niblett or RaymondJames.ca, but forget that for now. Look at him, he's sitting here right in front of us.
4: Yeah, look at him. Beautiful. Beautiful man.
0: Hello, beautiful man. What's going on? Good
4: morning there, gentlemen. And uh, Howard, I'm going to take special care when the Senior Sea Flight Club Championship upon <laughs> on Karen's happens next year not to get too excited about it
0: listen i have been we've been working together on your mental game now for some time and i'm telling you it's pretty stellar these days it's pretty stellar
4: <laughs> oh it's all those exercises uh you know with the eye exercises. Uh, that's
0: right but i mean i'm sure you can relate to it you've played uh, sports your whole life and i'm not sure if any of that discussion we just had resonated with you but that is a curiosity about that hockey club that uh, they're not able to handle the pressure of uh, the playoffs
4: I just always find it fascinating in sports when what happened decades ago was supposed to be the responsibility of the current players or, you know, there's a, a Super Bowl matchup and Team A has beaten Team B 14 out of 16 mm-hmm. times over 100 years. Like, who cares? They're just playing that day. But, uh, yeah, the Leafs definitely have their own set of expectations, don't they? Well, that is that
2: cumulative thing. You know, again, they've it's, it's been a failure the past five or six years in a row. They've been eliminated from the first round. And you think, oh, it's time to get over the hump. But that failure, as we've been saying all morning, is probably
0: responsible for what happened last night. Well, here's somebody that can manage your expectations when it comes to the world of finance. The last few weeks, we've been going over the acronym SHERPA, S-H-E-R-P-A. We've landed on the E in the SHERPA process. And uh, take it away, Professor.
4: Right. So first two, setting goals, having a plan. So if you've reached the small percentage of Canadians that have those two things done, uh, you know, have have things changed? I I was just checking my emails this morning and uh, some great clients who we got through the show, actually some listeners, um, are are selling their current home, buying a different home, getting closer to the family because now they've retired and they've got pension choices to uh, work out and all. So that's an example of a lot of changes going on. And, now we need to work it into the uh, the plan and and make sure it all fits together. Yeah,
2: um, you know, we're sort of in that situation now. Big house, you know, and it's like we don't we don't need all this. And you you start thinking of the next phase, and um, often those decisions aren't easy. So it it takes time and guidance, I guess, from someone like you to make those decisions.
4: Right, it takes a lot of work sometimes uh, mm-hmm. to to do the selling and the buying of course and all, but it's an inevitable step, certainly for a lot of people that can unlock some uh mm-hmm. some equity that they can use to enjoy while they've got the health to to enjoy the wealth and all. I mean, last year was a bad year in the markets, right? Uh, Some better than others. But has that goofed up your plan? You know, did you have a a certain percentage that you needed to get for the year and it didn't happen? What do we do? uh, What do we do now?
0: Well, there's a word in your notes here I wanted to key on because you brought up the 22 not being, you know, the greatest year in the markets. And the word is adjusting. You know, a lot of times you've spoken about this over the years about how people will call you, some people more than others, but in a panic we have to do something and you'll be the guide to say, okay, we just have to calm down. But what about an obvious, you know, sort of off year? Is, is there a conversation to be had about adjusting portfolio goals and gains?
4: Well, it was really a good stress test for portfolios, mm-hmm. right? We'd prefer not to have them, but it's a good uh, opportunity to see how they <laughs> react, how diversified they truly are, not just in uh, in theory, but in, in reality, sure i mean we've we've had some clients who take money out uh that that are just taking a little less out right now right they just don't want to sell low so to speak uh as much there's very few like that but it's it's just good to revisit maybe start running the numbers again from current not from what we had a few years ago um but of course thankfully a number of the years have been above average too along the way and 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 again, to be clear on that, I mean, you know, COVID was crazy,
2: obviously, but I have said, and I've had this conversation with a couple of people that if someone had told me five years ago, long before COVID, what my number would be in 2023, would it, what it is right now? I would have been happy. We've got to remember COVID things went unrealistically through the roof. So as you say, when you look at a planet's long term, generally over time, Things are still pretty good.
4: Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, the old thing of recency, right? That's why mm-hmm. advertising uh, exists. Uh, we always remember what happened uh, most recently the most. But yeah, yeah. On on average, I mean, it's been a crazy run since March of 2023, with uh, very bad, then very good, then crazy good, and yeah, uh, all of well, the above and, happened and, mm-hmm. within three years.
0: You've you've put it uh, quite eloquently. and You said, "Listen, you can't have eight percent averages. You know, getting fifteen percent right. every year. You have to have some balance." And you know, we've all and and that's a great point, Freddie. You know, if you look at mm-hmm. what it was five years ago, would you be happy with the way it is now? Another part of the uh Uh, E in uh, Sherpa Is uh, expecting change And of course, you know, checking things like Insurances
4: Right, that's something that we we, You know, hopefully Plan for, uh, hopefully look at uh, but, But just don't pay Enough attention to it, at least Once a year, every two years You should check it out, see if the Coverages are still adequate for you Appropriate for you, might be too High too, if you created more wealth, maybe you don't need as much from the insurance. And and a lot of times, we just did this one recently too, uh, you know, if you've got a renewal coming up in a few years, we talked about it before, of course, it, it renews very, very high. So lots of times you're uh, better off to get a new one going, especially if your health is good. And uh, that can actually save you a lot of money over the next decade or two. Yeah, that's for sure. That's something to stay on top of. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. I know I
2: had a term from... I think it was fifty to sixty, and it was very reasonable. And then it came time to renew renew at sixty. I think it quadrupled the, uh, and not that I pursued it, but I think the premium quadrupled.
0: Wow.
4: Well, sure, because you're ten years older now. Of they course. haven't underwritten you this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that statistically, people who are in bad health are going to take the renewals, so they're mm-hmm. going to put the <laughs> number course. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, more as well so just those crazy actuaries
0: i was just going to say those actuaries that's a very those are a bright group they figured out mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. people are going to get sick and die and they don't insure them uh and any other final thoughts or uh professor
4: sure i i mean just to tie into what fred was mentioning about the the home as an example you know people have different ideas as uh, to what retirement looks like and when and how and and if they really want to move on from their job, their career, uh, selling a home and, and tapping into the uh, the equity there can make that happen for them as well. So there there's lots of pieces to the the puzzle, right? I was with somebody last week, uh, three different sizable properties. That's great, but that's a lot of equity that's not really creating any income for them at all. So, does that fit? Does that work? Maybe it made sense a few years ago. Does it still make sense now?
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. So many things to think about. That's why you should get a second opinion That's if you right. have
0: any questions. Right. And we've, we've made that point now for many years mm-hmm. that, listen, you know, if you've got a guy, fine, but we've got this guy who could also have another look. And uh, who knows? As we've said before, listen, if Tim thinks you're fine, he'll tell you. And if there's room for change, you'll also find out, too. Tim.Niblett or RaymondJames.ca. One of the uh, highlights of our week is hanging out with Nibsie. Uh, I guess you're going to be... I've said this to a couple of people yesterday. I have some friends, you're included that have figured it out. You're not coming. <laughs> you're not coming back until back winter is over. <laughs> you're not coming back until it actually becomes spring here.
4: Well, yeah, we'll be back next Thursday in time to watch the NFL draft. Cause I love that. Oh yeah. And, uh, so next Wednesday, sadly, I won't have the chance to call in, but I'll be listening as I'm on the road. There. All right, man. Uh, take good care. Thank you, Timmy. Okay, Tim. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. Enjoy and profit.
0: There you go. Tim Nibble it. There's a the guy that's figured it out. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so, no Dan Duran today. He's off uh, doing his movie stuff, and, uh, you know, he's going to be gone all day, get some nice... Uh, i was talking to him i'd forgotten that he was his, what his call time was and i said so what do you want to do for uh, dinner tonight he says i'm gonna be on the set i'm like god damn because they serve some good food on those sets man oh he'll be he'll be there all day long like uh, in the evening yeah i think he's got some stuff to do this morning and then his call time is a little bit later and then yeah they'll have him but uh yeah that craft services is what it's called it's something else yeah yeah yeah, interesting, isn't it? How certain
2: um, certain levels of the entertainment industry have such things, and others don't. I always no, find that interesting yeah. about the comparison between radio and television. You know, there was always, for some
0: reason, because there's a TV camera, I'm, we're supposed to feed these people. <laughs> I know What's that all. About? No, yeah. I know how many. I, listen, besides the besides <laughs> the TV, we did ourselves individually. You right. doing your commercials and me doing my silly TV shows. Every TV show we ever went to together always had food for us. Yeah. And and there were lots of times our radio station, The Edge, was billing millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Millions. And making millions of dollars off us. And yet we had barely had coffee for our <laughs> guests. <laughs> um, well, listen, we've got to. So we have no news. And, you know, we can always wrap this thing up whenever we want to. But. Uh, I don't know what kind of energy you have for uh, the uh, Dominion story. And as you pointed out to me, it's really not a big thing for Canadians. So I'm fine to skip it based on that. Like I got all I got all fired up. And then when you pointed out that the story about Fox settling wasn't even in the top of the CTV news scroll. You know, what? why don't we just skip it? Because it's just no, what, no, it's no, really no, of interest should... to you and me.
2: We should explain that. You know, Dominion Voting Systems was uh, suing Fox News for $1.6 million because Fox News is, you know, really a comedy network. It's just a joke uh, as a news outlet compared to all the others. And uh, they reached a settlement at a court. $1.6 billion turned into a $750 million settlement or whatever. And as I said, the story is not getting a lot of play in Canada. Because a lot of people don't get Fox News in Canada. It's an add-on. You have to actually pay for it. It's not like CNN is on a certain tier, but you actually have to reach out and, and, and pay for Fox, and a lot of Canadians just don't.
0: Well, it's not just that. It's the... Mm. the and, and it's, okay, it is that, but even, mm-hmm. it, even if it was CNN being sued by a, a voting... Uh, system Mm -hmm. whatever most people in canada don't care at the level you and i do i mean i was like i couldn't i was like waiting for it yesterday like it was some big event but it just it just goes to show you that not everyone cares at the level we do i mean i obviously we find it fascinating we talked about it after the show yesterday but
2: i'm fine to leave it alone we yeah we've identified that those fox personalities on at night which a lot of people don't even know um they're just evil people, and we wanted to see their, see them get their comeuppance, and that's not going to happen. So it's a bit disappointing from the perspective of anybody that uh, is sort of into that story.
0: So maybe we'll finish with this story that you had sent me a couple weeks ago, and I've kept it on my uh, tabs here because I think it is uh, relatable to our audience. Mm-hmm. And it's the story uh, about um, the headline is Weight Loss, May mean a risk of death for older adults, says this mm-hmm. study. Yes, now I thought it was interesting because you know I've you know we've been talking about noom and uh, we've been losing weight for a few years, but that's not what these people are talking about. Like, like there's a healthy weight to be at, but the study shows that even a five percent weight loss increases mortality risk in older men. Now I'm not sure what that means, like, like what, well, how old, but. First of all, what do you have to say about that? Because I've I've observed some. The guys I was hanging around in San Miguel, uh, there's a certain point where it's like you're too fat or you're too skinny.
2: Well, I think that's it. Um, A lot of the stuff I've been reading lately, it's good to carry in your older age to carry some bulk. Not fat, not obese, but not be too thin. And if you are of a certain weight, say you're 185 pounds, to drop like to 165 or 170 can actually be unhealthy Yes. the bottom line being don't worry so much about the mirror worry more about how you feel and how you function
0: yeah because there's a, there's a point where you see older men and I mean like old mm-hmm. 75 to 85 who are almost they start to look skeletal Mm -hmm. and frail and then there's a guy like our friend bill who if you looked at him he's one of the strongest people i know right when he does that thing hey how and he squeezes my shoulders like ow right but he and and but yet you know he's got a little bit of a punch but not he's not obese and he's not fat he's just strong and healthy Mm -hmm. and here's why it says weight loss may be a risk factor because because, uh, uh, you know, if you start to, again, as you get older It's a sign for conditions like cancer, dementia And is often linked to reduced appetite um, Influenced by inflammation and hormones mm. You know, when I, when I lost the weight last year I was about 190 And then somewhere in the 2022s I got down to 180 But I've made the decision Not just because of this But when I got back From San Miguel I'm like 186 now 185 And that's kind of Where I'm going to be Because I I, I, At at some point In our Noom experience I got into the 170s And it was too skinny For me I I felt Um, And so At 186 I'm carrying a little bit More weight in the middle But I think just I just think as you age It's better for you And again This uh, This proves it out
2: Yeah Yeah, it becomes, well, like a lot of things, it sort of becomes obsessive the way we were over the past few years. I thought, oh, I'll get to 165, and Mm -hmm. then my playground will be 165 to 170. Well, that wasn't realistic, because once I got around 170, neither my kids or my wife liked the way I looked. They thought it was not that healthy looking so i figure you know what at this age as long as the second numbers is seven i'm fine you know yeah
0: really. and that's what i said like i'm i'm at 171 or 179 who gives a shit at this point? and i listen we came back from mexico mm-hmm. i definitely had gained you know four yeah. or five pounds And I've been yeah. back for two and a half weeks now And most of it's you know most of it's gone And I've made yeah. that decision like if I wanted mm-hmm. To get back to 180 I could do it I just mm-hmm. don't think it's necessary now uh, Because I do a lot of walking I feel good I feel strong and I guess that's For older adults listening That's probably more of You know the indication Than are you uh, you know do you Are you in, in your you know weight that You had in your 20s yeah. um, Have you done everything you need to do
2: uh, Yes okay. Talked about Bodog Talked about the chamber plan Tim Niblett was here
0: Alright we're yes. good And um, we got pretty excited uh, I got excited yesterday I was telling Freddie We have a, a new sponsor That will start next week And we will be uh, looking forward To telling everyone In our audience about it It is a, a company That is going to be uh, It's going to change The way you look at your uh, backyard That's all we can say Okay
2: Right, so if you've been planning some Backyard upgrades, hold on until you hear this.
0: That's right. So, <laughs> Humble and Fred will have your solution.
1: This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, and GoDaddy. We read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at Humble and Radio.com. Liking and subscribing helps us out by charging up the getting noticed algorithms. So does getting your friends to listen to just one show. Just one show show. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, suck balls will only last a couple more weeks, and we can get back to Backspring. Enjoy every goddamn day. There's
2: a destination a little up the road from the habitations and the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get-fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone.
0: Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?